I gotta tell you, this this episode's gonna make me nostalgic for Chicago. You know what I miss most about Chicago? The food scene. Mm-hmm. Like can't rem- beat it. Oh, you can't beat you it. You cannot beat it. How many gourmet how many gourmet cheeseburgers of the year did we, we spent have? a lot of money on cheeseburgers? On the finest cheeseburgers in the world. It it's it's elevated junk food mecca yeah. is what Chicago is carby junk food. Carby junk food. Oh, remember that one place on Clark and Lake that we used to go to all the time? <laughs> one of the best Salisbury steaks I've ever had in my life. You oh, Gary Busey's right. Uh-huh. He's right. It was one of the best Salisbury steaks I've ever had in my life. Hey! You Who let these kids in here? Who let those kids in here? All right. Okay. All right. We'll get to it. Hey, Angie and Jeff, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? I got a movie in my head. You want to see it? We're back on the air with another episode of Cruel to Rewind. Yes, hi, hello, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff, a.k.a. Prince Jeffrey, joined by the wickedly talented one and only Angie, (laughs) a.k.a. Queen Bees. Hi. We decide if movies are cool or cruel to rewind. That's kind of the whole deal here. In other words... Would we watch them together again as a couple or not? We have a bunch of fun along the way. <laughs> it's fun. fun. Yeah. It really is. It's fun. Um, we're talking about a divisive classic. And I say it's divisive because, uh, well, we're going to get to it. But yeah, there's two kid movies in the baseball genre that are accepted as classics. One is The Sandlot. And one is the subject of today's episode, Rookie of the Year. They came out months apart. So we are... That's crazy. Celebrating the 30th anniversary of Rookie of the Year. I didn't even know that. It came out on July 7th, 1993. And The Sandlot came out in April, 1993. Okay. So, so first to market, Sandlot was first to market. Two family-friendly baseball movies came out at the same time so that's why i think they're uh frequently put up against each other and what's more family fun than than baseball (laughs) yeah it's fun for all ages i mean as our attention spans diminish like nobody cares about baseball anymore nobody cares like they've had to speed up the game quite a bit really they changed the rules yeah there's like a time limit now for pitchers they can't like scratch their nuts and put on whatever grippy powders and creams to grip the mm. ball they can't send signals here there and everywhere they gotta pick up the pace oh, okay because our our attention I still spans don't go. i still don't want to go our attention spans are dying because of these because of these fonts you know 
see these phones? They're killing our brains. So, uh, so the, as you said, this movie came out on July 7th, 1993. Would you like to do the honors and just... I would love to. Okay, I would love to. Go ahead. Rookie of the Year is a family comedy film that revolves around a 12-year-old named Henry Rowan Gardner after a freak accident, and it is definitely a freak accident. Super freaky. Henry breaks his arm. When his arm tendons heal a little too tight, it becomes incredibly powerful, allowing him to throw a fastball at major league speed. Oh, my God. He quickly catches the attention of the struggling Chicago Cubs. No real surprise there. Who sign him as a pitcher to help turn their season around. Those lovable losers. <laughs> lovable losers. Forever. The Chicago Cubs. Like, that's that's a reference in MST. Like, if if there's an establishing shot and you can see a baseball stadium, they're like, hey, you can see the Cubs losing. Like, they're just, they're like the Lions, except when did more they, lovable. They won the World Series when we lived there. Like, the middle of our time there, which was yeah. like... 100 years or something what was it was some crazy amount something of time. like that yeah. and i was i was working in the wrigley building when they won like oh, it was the yeah. most chicago-y <laughs> thing like i lived a cinderella story and i didn't give a shit because baseball you walked right past the trump tower to work every day yuck yes uh so anyways henry navigates the world of major league baseball facing high pressure situations and difficult opponents oh my despite all odds henry maintains his childhood innocence and enthusiasm for the game mm. The movie delves into his relationship with his supportive mother and his new major league baseball friends, all while he grapples with the pitfalls of fame and the realities of professional sports. Wow. A lot for a kid to handle. Yes. Unless you're LeBron James and you're the chosen one. (laughs) This movie, fun fact, was directed by Daniel Stern. So he plays Brigma, the supporting role... uh, he is a, he's a pitching coach. Greg plays the ball! Greg <laughs> plays the ball! Yeah! help. help now. So he was in Home Alone, and then yep. he got to dir- direct this movie. He was, was having a moment, fun. for yeah. sure. Yeah. That was his era. At, um, Dictorial. 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 What is going on with you two? Debut. Directorial debut. Directorial. Director. Direct videorial <laughs> debuts. Directorial debut. Gary direct to video debusy. Knock it off. I don't know. What the fuck is happening? If he did a bunch more directing, I did not look into it. But why don't you click on his face there? See what happens. How many other movies? <laughs> how many other movies did he direct? This one's fast and loosey goosey. <laughs> Dilbert. Oh, he was the voice of Dilbert, the animated series, which lasted a year. But it only lasted a year. <laughs> that's good, because that's how you establish a cult. We had a lot of fun with that and a lot of other catchphrases. No, this is silly. Let's see. <laughs> what did he direct? Rookie of the year. Okay, he didn't direct Home Alone. Stupid search. He was in Home Alone. Yeah, you fucking idiot. I got to milk, eggs, and fabric softener. I need to go to his IMDb. Well, who I'm did this curious. search? ChatGPT? Daniel Stern directed Home Alone. Oops. I'm ChatGPT. I'm a robot from the future said to replace you. I will replace you. I will replace you. 
the Wonder Years. Ten episodes. Oh yeah, he was the vo- he was the adult, the voice of the. Oh, oh and he directed. no, he directed ten episodes. Well, he's got his fingers and everything. He's pulling the strings huh. in all of Hollywood. Complete Savages TV series. Paul the Paul Reiser Show TV <laughs> series Manhattan. Tell me why. Okay, so he did a bunch of TV. I love you like I, I guess do. Rookie of the Year was his only movie. Tell me who. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Um, I'd like to do Chud for Spookum's edition. Chud? Yeah, it's a it's a cheapo fun horror movie starring Daniel Stern about uh, deformed sewer people. Cool. Oh, I think I think it's gonna be a nice. bunch of fun. Okay, so Henry is played by Thomas Ian Nicholas. Mm-hmm. I think he is in American Pie. I have no idea. Let's know. confirm. I'm one of the few yes. middle-aged white American males who's never seen American Pie all the way through. I think I've seen American Pie or I've seen bits and pieces, but that's the only other... Like when he showed up in American Pie, I was like, oh my God, it's Henry Rowan Gardner. Like I, wow. he was never in... I think you're right. Mm-hmm. As I as I look at him there yep. on, and all on the of Google. Them. American Pie, American Pie Reunion in 2012. Gross. Yuck. What do they make? There's so many of them. At least we know they got hot apple pie. We did. Mm-hmm. I really do like pie. But he's he plays Henry. I, I mean, the other home run here, mm-hmm. baseball, baseball talk, is Gary Busey playing Chet Stedman, a.k.a. Rocket. And Chet Stedman is the most baseball-sounding name I've ever heard. Whoever wrote that just absolutely nailed it. They they really did. It sounds perfect baseball name. That name feels like it's been around forever. Like there has always been Chet Stedman. Chet Stedman always has a mustache and kind of like that. A shitty blonde mustache. Seventies like shaggy type of hair. Yep. Yeah, Chet Stedman peaked in the seventies for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And who else we have? Amy Morton plays Henry's mom, Mary. And mm-hmm. Larry Fisher plays the Cubs manager. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, Dan Hedaya? Never heard it said out loud. Okay, yeah, I don't know how to say his last name, but he plays Larry Fisher, the Cubs manager. Get it right or pay the price. Kind of a skis ball. Yes, um, he appeared in uh, Adam's Family. Yes, famously, yep. mm-hmm. and uh, Blood Simple. The uh, Cohen Brothers debut. Oh yeah, he was very good in that. Wow, I forgot. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. He's he's great. We've got some other. We have Neil Flynn. He plays one of the baseball players. Janitor from Scrubs. <laughs> Albert Hall plays the coach, manager. He's the whatever manager. Whatever you call it. I'll tell you why I love Albert Hall. He, listen to what I'm going to do. <laughs> he he is in. He is uh, Major Payne's uh, commanding officer. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'll try to drop the scene in. There's got to be somebody needing some killing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Major. You killed them all. <laughs> yeah. Like he's got that fantastic delivery. And yeah. Bruce Altman from Glengarry Glen Ross. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. didn't want to buy land from Shelley the Machine Levine. And somehow he embodies the 90s more than any other person I've ever seen. Yeah. He's in so many. He's one of those guys that's just always a supporting character. His body is built. For these big billowy '90s clothes, like definitely, I can't, I can't say it any better than that. Mm-hmm. Like when he's draped in giant fabrics, 
He looks great. He embodies the 90s in that way. Do you like his outfits? How about his haircuts? That's cool. So that's that's Rookie of the Year. It's a, kind of a wacky setup to get a kid in the major leagues, which I feel like is such a common setup for a 90s movie is getting a kid into an adult situation that would never, ever happen. Mm-hmm. Like um, Richie Rich, or I'm sorry, oh, Blank yeah. Check. Yes. Um, inappropriate, Home Alone. Inappropriate dating in Blank Check. Yeah, super gross. <laughs> Super, super gross. Um, gross. Mighty Ducks a little bit. I don't know. Like, they're, yes. they're not an adult situation, but like things turn around real fast. But they are a bunch of bums, and they turn it around pretty quickly. <laughs> Very fast. <laughs> instantly. Uh, so it's just a classic setup of family fun that's going to ensue, right? Blood or urine. No thanks, I already ate. My favorite <laughs> joke from... Uh, Mighty Ducks. Oh, man, it's funny. Don't you love it? <laughs> so why did I pick this movie? Yeah. Tell me about it. I'm not a big fan of baseball. No. As we all Who is? would assume. I'm sure many people listening to this podcast Dads are, and uncles. Dads and uncles and, and our peers who are now dads. I yeah. think some of them love it. Yeah. I think. Um, I feel like C2R superfan Will might like baseball. I could see that. He likes country music. Speaking of him, Henry's friend George. Yeah. Henry's got two best friends in this movie. George reminds me of like what Will might have been like as a kid. <laughs> I agree. I think that's a good call. We'll have to do a side by side. Yeah. It's not about the looks though. It's just about like the... It's the attitude. Attitude. Because this kid who plays George, is also in All I Want for Christmas as mm-hmm. um, right. Ethan's best friend. So he's just a he's he's a 90s best friend character. One of my favorite episodes we've done. Yeah. All I Want for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So since I saw this movie in the 90s, it's always been a favorite mm-hmm. because I think it made me forget about not really liking baseball. Yeah. It's centered around baseball, but it doesn't matter because of what's happening. So it's always been a favorite 90, 90s movie with, along with like, you know, um, Mighty Ducks. Yep. And I used to like more movies like Little Rascals and The Big Green and all those. Like they all were like Disney movies that we were watching oh, at the same time. Yeah. The, what was the one with, oh, Ladybugs? That is problematic with Rodney Dangerfield. Um, but they most, all, most it was just a are. clump of like 90s kids movies. Mm-hmm. Kind, of, kind of a lot of sports movies that were super fun. But Rookie of the Year is the only one that I've kept watching into my adulthood uh, more regularly. So I just it's, had to do it. People always talk about the 80s as being problematic because of the, you know, the casual homophobic slang being thrown around and that's we've grown as a people we don't do that anymore most of us but the 90s the concepts of these movies like what's the what's the premise of ladybugs remind me they dress up one of the soccer players as a girl right and so he can play on the girls team so that team can win because that's all that matters to the coaches it's so awful (laughs) so bad uh and Fast forward to our current 
women's swim team drama, and I tell you, it was very, it was a very prescient <laughs> film. Um, but yeah, uh, horrible. But yeah, bl- you're right. Blank check. Blank There's check. A weird, like ladybugs, heavyweights, heavyweights. The premises were <laughs> real problematic. They were real pro- problematic. But you know what? Like rookie of the year. I don't. It's. I don't think it's problematic. It's. It's not believable. No. But that's what makes it kind of fun and endearing because it's. It's. It's wacky. But it's as wholesome as the dinners mom used to make. <laughs> One of the best Salisbury steaks I've ever had in my life. You want Thanks. some? Thanks, Gary. I love. I'd love to take a bite of that Salisbury steak. Um. But yeah, I. I boy. think. Um. You quickly realize when you revisit some of these movies or think about it, they're. They're. It's. It's pretty bad, but. Rookie of the Year is here to stay. I think it's going to be okay for a very, very long time. I think so, too. So, I think so too. that's why I picked it. And because I realize that it's uh, the 30th anniversary. It's starting to get nice out. It's summertime. It is baseball season. It's the perfect time, I tell you. The Tigers might not suck as much as we thought, so that's something neat. Oh. Every once in a while, I hear a little something about the Tigers. Oh, okay. Eat them up, Tigers. Shall we watch this film? Let's do it. Let's go and watch. Rookie of the Year. Good, good. Now to the side. Good. Uh, now bend at the elbow. Good. Great good. sound design. And now rotate from the shoulder slowly. Did he say funky butt-loving? Oh, oh. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what happened. Are, are you all right? I, I, uh, I, I think what's happened here is that those tendons have healed uh, a little tight. <laughs> can that happen? We need some medical it advice. It's movie magic. Of course it can. <laughs> At the movies? You need a medical expert to fact check? Yeah, yeah. Call us at 929 929- Four five six zero three zero four. The phone might work. I don't sports know. Sports docs. Nine two nine four five six zero three zero four. You are gonna be his manager. And managers, Jack, get ten percent. Ten percent. One more. Of all my sales. All we gotta do is get the contract signed. Well, that's no problem. Hey, kid, how would you like to pitch for the Chicago Cubs? Great! But I gotta ask my mom first. (laughs) Funky butt loving! (laughs) It's wholesome good fun, you know? Funky butt loving. It is. Actually, you could could turn that pretty, pretty naughty, but you know what I mean. But it was for the kids. Yeah, for the kids. For the kids. I'm doing that thing where I go into a Chicago accent and I'm going to Just stop. like old times. I'm going to stop. Eh, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's just, it's just fun to do. I like sounding like a Chicago meatball whenever yeah. I can. Good old-fashioned fun. That was a lot of fun, right? That was, that was super fun. That was a lot of baseball fun. Okay. So if you were to survey 100 people, you know, what is your favorite family baseball movie? Yeah. The Sandlot's going to probably be the number one spot. Yep, or Field of Dreams. Or yeah. Field of Dreams. Mm. Rookie of the Year might be like third. 
But like we talked about, The Sandlot and The Rookie of the Year came out almost at the same time. Rookie of the Year was just a few months behind. It came out at a way better time in the summer because July rules. It's one of the best months of the year. So Isn't it your birth month? Uh, yeah. Oh. But it's also ju- it's just summer fun. July is the best. Um, but when Agreed. you think about it, like both movies, although they, they came out around the same time, family friendly baseball they're very different movies yes they you are. can't really compare them apples to apples but i think just naturally they get kind of mashed together mm-hmm. so i'm gonna take that mashing together and i'm gonna prove to you why rookie of the year is a superior baseball family fun oh movie. Okay? no you're gonna make a lot of people angry good oh some kind of maverick i'm god i'm so mad I've got three main reasons and then like a bonus reason why I think it's the best. Let's get into it. Okay. Number one, the Mm -hmm, quotableness. Quote factor. We love a movie that we can quote all throughout. Start Mm -hmm. to finish. Lots to pull from. Follow along the dialogue. Mm -hmm. It is just full of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Funky. Loving. I mean, Exhibit A. Did he just say funky butt loving? Yeah. Can't you imagine Will saying that as a kid when George says, did he just say funky butt loving? I can. I can. <laughs> I'm sure Will That's a, a compliment. I hope he takes that as a compliment. He because should. He should. I, I love George. He's so funny in yes. this movie. Yep. That quote comes in the first like 10 minutes. It's like one of the funniest things I'd ever heard mm-hmm. as a kid. Funky butt loving. Then you get into, quickly get into Henry playing baseball. I mean, they show him when he's in Little League, but then when he, he he takes those those quotes, or I'm sorry, he takes those insults and just takes them into the Major League Baseball scene mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Throw him the cheese! Throw him the high! Stinky Limburger! Yeah, how do we as kids from the 90s know what Limburger is? We do. We know it stinks in theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it. stinky cheese. And what does that mean, throw him the cheese, stinky cheese? I don't know. I, I th- no, an evasive curveball no but you see him shouting that at his like crappy little league game yep. with some kid sneezing up because of allergies he's in jeans mm-hmm. as he, he's not even in a uniform and he's yelling this stuff and it's funny and then he gets into major league baseball as a 12 year old and it's just like i'm gonna keep doing this because i'm 12 it's like if i went from t-ball and eight ball to to pitching in the major leagues because i was <laughs> i was terrible my dad wanted me to play and be good but i was thinking about nintendo the whole time oh yeah for sure yeah oh yeah pitcher 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 pitcher's got a big butt there it is. pitcher's got a big butt pitcher's got a big butt and he's right the pitcher uh, he had, a, had huge a huge butt almost bigger than robocop thank you for your cooperation the running joke throughout the whole movie is sal the baseball mm-hmm. manager can't get his name right it's a really long kind of odd last name and again albert hall's delivery yeah hello son i'm looking for henry rulinfurter <laughs> rapping boozer <laughs> rosenbagger <laughs> rosenbagger's my favorite warm up i'll tell you mine you're going in garden hoser that's mine <laughs> i never doubted him for a minute Hey, way to go, run a mucker. That one fell forced. <laughs> Ron Gardner, you're going They were in. running out. ADR. What do you call me? <laughs> Are they 
Yeah. Of course, I've played it three times already. One of the best Salisbury steaks I've ever had in my life. You want some? Just um, <laughs> when this, this is just a note. It's a deep cut. I didn't have you add, but I've got milk stone that body good. Is that on there? Yes. Okay, play that one. Not that hot. She's stacked. <laughs> That's it. Just look at her sipping that milk. Milk's done that body good. <laughs> I like that reference because it's very, it's a moment in time with the milk ads, right? Milk's done that body, or, um, yeah. Yeah. Does the body good. It we, does the body good. We thought we needed dairy products right. to live. Right. And then it moved to got milk. But I, I love that uh, stamp in time with yep. that one. So milk's do done that body good. Got like, those commercials. So just littered with quotes. And Gary Busey. Knowing what we know about him now, like he he experienced some sort of head trauma and is a crazy person, talks about fear, um, false emotions appearing real, all that shit. To hear him talk about an outdated food item, to me, just tickles me to no end. <laughs> I, One of the best Salisbury steaks I've ever had in my life. You wait, wait, I have to look up what a Salisbury, Salisbury steak is. Salisbury steak. Salisbury. It's just a comedic food item. Like chef on on South Park would say it's Salisbury Steak Day, and that's that's funny as well. So what is it? <laughs> I gotta read this. Hold on, it's so it's funny. a comedy food item. <laughs> Salisbury steak is a dish originating in the U.S. Obviously, oh gross! Made from a blend of ground beef and other ingredients. Other. What are other ingredients? File under other raccoon and- <laughs> scalps. I don't know. And usually served with gravy or brown sauce. It is a version of Hamburg steak. Hamburg steak is a you know patty what it is? of ground beef made popular by Germans. It's it's one of those old timey dishes that's is it like meatloaf. It's comforting to white people because it's all one color. <laughs> what are you suggesting, my dear man? It's all brown. Open faced turkey sandwich is all beige. So I Thanksgiving's comforting. You don't get the colors of the rainbow like you do with Mexican food. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just ground beef. It's it's a just it's, have a burger. It's, just have a burger. It's a fucking burger patty with gravy on it. That's oh. disgusting. Don't eat all the barf without me. That's, and wait, we haven't talked that uh, That's not or, it's not what I thought it was. We haven't you. talked about the best Salisbury steak you ever had is on an airplane. A fucking airplane. An airplane. Think about the meals you've had I on mean, an airplane if you're lucky to have flown around. They might have the been. I've only had one first class meal and it was breakfast. So it was like yogurt and fruit, but it was pretty good. But oh, parfait. Parfait. But uh, I'm wondering in the 90s God if if food on airplanes was a little bit more special or something, but still gross. Gross. Like, it can't, it can't it was made be in good. a microwave. I was conflating it with country fried steak, oh, which at yeah. least would have a crisp. That's that's crust. a more legit meal, I think. Like good old Southern cooking, but this is just like ancient white people cooking. <laughs> like Salisbury steak and white cake in the parlor. <laughs> white cake. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> the quotes are off the charts. And okay, you're going to bring it up, but with Sandlot, what do you got? You're killing me, Smalls. And you throw like a you girl. You throw like a girl, which rude. It it it's very male centric, the Sandlot, from what I remember. Yes, and we'll 
this leads me kind of to my next point. I think it has a stellar supporting cast. Mm-hmm. We'll start with Henry's mom, speaking of. I find her as a really cool 90s movie mom that she's very different than any other 90s mom. Like I can't think of a, a, a 90s mom that she would compare to. Very independent. Independent. She is a single mom. But they have a really sweet relationship. Which, it's just him and, you know, it's just two of them. It's the mom and the son. Yeah. They have a really sweet relationship. Mm-hmm. She gives it back to him a little bit, like doesn't take his shit, but is also cool. And in the end of the movie, you find out that she's actually the one who has the baseball background. She was just trying to tell him nice stories about his dad that he doesn't know. A woman was good at sports? What? Unheard um, of. What was I going to say? I'm just kidding. I was kidding with you. I was just making But throughout joke. the whole movie, she's uh, she's very supportive of his baseball career. She knows everything. She understands yeah. the game. It's, it's really cool. I think it's very unique to this movie that uh, you don't really see a whole lot. So. She she reminds me of Jill from Home Improvement. Yes. She gives okay. as good as she gets. Yes. Patricia Richardson. Yeah. One of my favorite television actors. Honey, I'm healthy as a horse. Then see a veterinarian. <laughs> There's a spot where she's telling Henry to, they're talking about the, like first they're talking about the game. Yeah. How did it go? Did you get to play when he's still in Little League? Mm-hmm. It was a bad game, but then she kind of reminds him, hey, go do the laundry. And yeah. He, and he, <laughs> Love it. And I like that he gives it, but just the way that she gives it back to him, like, mom, mom, like. Yeah. I like their relationship a whole lot. Because he got a, having grown up with a single mom, like, you got to, you, you have to step into that role of, like, zinging back uh-huh like you can't be the like a the you can't be some docile it can't be like a good good idea. cop bad cop thing yeah you 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 can't play to traditional female norms like you got to step into the dad role because you're the only one you got to zing and you got to mm-hmm. give as good as you get what's this the cubs are bringing in the right fielder to pitch I love that so much. The entire season is resting on Rowling Gardner's shoulders. Bottom nine. Two out. One on. Full count. Rowling Gardner takes a long look at the runner at second. Strike one! That's after she or suggests that maybe you should try pitching mm-hmm. like your dad. But really, we know it's the mom. His dad's a deadbeat. Can you play Mary? His dad's slipping Jimmy. <laughs> Mary! Get out of my house! I never want to see you near us again! Well, you're going to be seeing me. You're going to be seeing a lot of me. Because we're moving to New York together. What? <laughs> Henry's been sold to the Yankees. They sold me? You can't do that. Of course I can! <laughs> I'm the manager! Of course I can! <laughs> I make the decision! It's my... <laughs> He's my client! What? <laughs> you are nuts! I brought in Reebok! <laughs> I brought in Pepsi! Stay away from him! He's half mine! <laughs> All right, Mom! Yeah. Don't forget your purse! 
Of course I can't. Don't forget your birthday. I don't want to buy land. I don't want to invest in land. We're not. We're done talking about Glengarry Glen Ross. <laughs> Jesus. Can I tell you a story? All right. Of a mom. Okay. What moms will do to protect their children. Listen to what I'm going to tell you now. I was at one of my brother's baseball games. My brother's five years older. So when I would go to Matt's games, my older brother, Matt, I would play a Game Boy that another mom let me borrow. So I'd have my head in this Game Boy. Beep, bop, boop, boop, beep, bop, boop, boop. <laughs> Somebody hit a foul ball that went screaming into the stands. Yeah. Just screaming. Like it had, if, if there had been no intervention, I would have been like brain dead. <laughs> He would have been like uh, Gary Busey. I would look like Gary Busey does today. (laughs) And I'm there with the Game Boy. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. I'm doing Super Mario Brothers. Honest again. And I see out of the corner of my eye, my mom grab the styrofoam cover of a cooler. And Captain America, like, (laughs) shove it in front of this ball. The ball hits the cooler lid. Breaks it. What? Breaks it apart. Oh, my God. And deflects it. Ah. Deflects the ball ultimately. That's that's what counts. Yeah. Because I wasn't brain damaged. And brain then, damaged. And then it hit another kid and he died. And it hit another kid who died. Oh my God. But my mom saved me. Yes. Doreen saved <laughs> her little baby Doreen. princess boy. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy's special little prince had to play his video game. I know I said princess boy. It came out wrong. <laughs> that's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. I'll never forget it. It, it was uh. a true. Uh, Chris, uh, who plays Captain America? Chris, Chris uh, Evans. Chris Evans' act of heroism. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> Literally a gigantic game change. You know what? That's something Amy. That's, that's something Mary would do. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Doreen. Okay, we've talked about him a little bit, but uh, Gary Busey plays <laughs> an amazing kind of one of the best Salisbury steaks I've ever had in my life. You want some? A, a pitcher at the, the tail end of his career. He is washed up. He is about to be done. His it's elbow perfect. is granite. Or no, that's not what I mean to say. Gravel. His elbow Sand. is powder. Powder. Like it's disintegrated. Yeah. It's non-existent. Okay. It's it's not terribly obvious. Like it, there's no like love story that you know. And ends the movie but yeah you kind of have a feeling that him and mary might end up together god i want to lick your skin off but it's kind of that classic story of he's uh angry and kind of mad not very friendly and henry's lovable lovableness and charisma breaks through and uh, uh brings chet alive for his final few games as a chet comes alive pitcher yeah Chet comes alive. There's a scene in Point Break with Gary Busey surrounding meatball subs. Like, there's always something about food with Gary Busey. (laughs) Salisbury steak, meatball subs. It's time for lunch. Angelo, it's 10.30. Right around that corner, there is a sandwich shop. They sell meatball sandwiches. Best I've ever tasted. Would you go get me two? Come on, partner. The guy just can't... That's not really a real cookies. thing. But. Ah, cookies! Ah, yeah! Cookies! Ah! He can't get food off his mind, and I get it. The have to is what you use when you're afraid. 
Okay. Fucking okay, insane. you got it? Listen to me. Okay. Everybody is half win and half lose. Okay. The lose half <laughs> is afraid. Right. The winning half right. is fearless. Fearless. Right. The half two is inside. It's where the fear lives. Oh. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. Could you start over again? Oh. <laughs> when he says it's where the fear lives. Yeah. My stomach goes cold. Like I'm freaked out. <laughs> yeah. It's where the fear lives. I don't want to know where the fear lives. Yeah. You're telling me the boogeyman's house. You're giving me this address. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Not even close. All right. Third, we talked about it a little bit, but I think Brickma is a great supporting character. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of how we talked about Ed and <laughs> yes. Good Burger. Like he's so dumb, he's a danger to himself. Yes, it's... the whole the whole movie, he's getting himself into these situations where he gets locked into a cage and can't come to the game. They're at an away game and he gets locked somehow yes. in between two doors in a hotel room for hours, probably. It's it's the Homer Simpson conundrum, as we've <laughs> yeah. discussed. Like at some point you become so dumb, yeah. you're a danger to yourself and others. But in this case, it's it, it remains fun and cute because he doesn't harm anyone else. Right. But Homer like regularly would endanger his family at some point. I know, but I don't like it. But uh this uh, does not occur with Daniel Stern's character. Brickman is the pitching coach. Now, key to being a big league pitcher now. is the three R's. <laughs> Readiness, recuperation, and conditioning. You see, after the game, a lot of guys like to ice up their arm. Still other fellas think that heat is the way to go. But I have discovered the secret, Henry. Hot ice. <laughs> That's right. Hot ice. I heat up the ice cubes. It's the best of both worlds. <laughs> like childlike idiocy. It's 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 absolutely perfect for uh, fun to be had by adults and children. Like, and Daniel Stern is great at it. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> He's so good at doing that. Yes, he is. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. And rounding out the supporting cast, we cannot leave this uh, episode without talking about John Candy is in John. this movie. He plays an amazing Candy. baseball announcer. He's sprinkled in all throughout the movie. Um, fun fact, once he wasn't originally cast in the movie. Uh, once it was edited and the studio liked what it saw, they handed over more money and were able to get... John Candy in the cast and come do that oh, role. Shit. He was a big deal. And uh, uh, less than a year after the movie was released is when he passed away. Oh, so fuck. this was a great, I, I assume it was the last movie, unless if there's anything post, what's that called? Post. Uh, Posthumously. Yeah. He he filmed something with, he did some sort of Western comedy yeah. that I think he died during the shooting of. So if this was kind of his no, obviously not a leading role, but I mean, am I conflating it's a him? Really great. Am I mixing him up with Chris Farley? Hmm. I think they both did Western-themed comedies near the end of their life. Huh. What's Canadian Bacon? He did Canadian Bacon. <laughs> I, I don't think that was Chris Farley. That doesn't sound. No, familiar. that was John Candy. But was oh, oh. that a Western-themed comedy? Oh. We're not going to cut this because we're authentic. <laughs> You play with your balls a lot. 
Yes. You can't you can't lose with John Candy. No. Now to stand in and play devil's advocate for fans of Sandlot, they'll play the James Earl Jones card. Of course. As they should, baseball. But John Candy is John Candy. And he's a magic, uh, he's like a magical elf of you humor and fun. just love him. And he brings a, a lightness to the movie. He's, he starts out with, I think, some good lines about how bad the Cubs are. And to see him kind of come alive throughout the movie. You know, he's, he's clearly been an announcer for a very, very long time. So, Well, mark it down, folks. August 11th. 12-year-old Henry Rowan Gardner steps in front of 35,000 fans at Wrigley Field to become the youngest person in history to play Major League Baseball. Somebody just threw a frozen rope from the bleachers to home plate. That's got to be 435 feet. Frozen rope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never heard that phrase before, but I'm sure there's a ton of wacky phrases in baseball that make so no many. sense. So many. <laughs> so much rope. history. Yeah. Opening day at Wrigley, and oh, what a sight. The diamonds, the decorations, and the dread of yet another <laughs> losing season. That's like, great. Who else would you want calling the games of the most lovable losers in sports? Yeah, yeah. You, you want John Candy. It's, it's, it's such good casting. I wonder if they had, I didn't see if they had someone else or if there was something that was added in because... He was always in the announcer box. So yes. There's no crawl. Like it was clearly a role that was filmed completely separate. Shot in one day. It, right. Probably. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if they had someone else in that, or if they just had like a. They probably they might have just had a voice talking and not the uh, not seeing the person. Maybe just a voiceover. Who knows? But what if you can get John Candy, we got something great. In and uh, yeah, so I mean, amazing supporting cast. In my opinion. Yep. I agree. So Sandlot, I don't know, you have a bunch of kids. You got Benny the Jet, who's, I don't know, I, I don't think he has any personality. If I want to see that kind of brotherhood on film, mm-hmm. I'm going to put on Stand By Me. Yeah. Here's the thing with Sandlot. We've talked about this before. It feels standard issue. Like, mm-hmm. as a white man of a certain age yeah. i'm supposed to like the sandlot like radiohead or you know there are things there are standard issue things that i do like godfather IPAs, godfather marvel movies glenn gary glenn ross marvel movies at their height not now but yeah it just it feels like you're supposed to like this so take it and like it yeah and i don't you're a boy. You should like this movie because yes. they say that other boys throw like girls. They they throw like girl. Boy throw like girl. Boy get mad. <laughs> now I will say I'll give one thing to the Sandlot. Um, what do you got? The guy I you're gonna have to tell me his name, but the guy who plays Babe Ruth in the Kids Dream. Oh yeah. What's what's his name? <laughs> we can look him up. Hold on. Put in the keyboard noises from First Kid. Yeah, uh, I agree. James James Earl Jones is, is a real. That's a good I mean, one. It, but it it doesn't get much better than James Earl Jones, but he's not. 
And Karen Allen. Oh, fuck. Karen Allen's in it. Art LaFleur. Art LaFleur. LaFleur. Yeah, Karen Allen is, is, is pretty great, but I think she's a very forgettable mom in that movie. I okay. don't know. That's fair. I, I mean, I've it's, seen The Sandlot uh, numerous times. It's the role, not the actress. Yeah. yeah. I love Karen Allen. Right. Yeah. Yes, it's the role, not the actress. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Art, Art LaFleur. That's, I think that's a fun... Guy like LaFleur. Fleur de Fleur. Okay. All right. Third reason. We've hinted at these uh, this reason throughout the chat here, but I think it's just the playfulness of a 12-year-old getting into professional baseball. Oh! <laughs> like... It's uh, it's a silly way for him to get there. Mm-hmm. He he knows baseball because he plays little league, but baseball. I mean he he gets into the major league and like all of a sudden knows how to like uh, kind of you know play the game, not yeah. just be a pitcher, but like play the game. Totally. Um, but I I think it's it's so wacky, and then. When he falls on his shoulder during the championship game and like loses the whatever's in his shoulder or what is whatever's in his arm, the like juice, it just goes away. Tight tendons, yeah, it all goes away, and then has to like scheme to get past and win the game. Hmm. I enjoy the comic bookiness of it. The, yeah. Okay. The I was like, I don't know how to put this into words. The superhero origin story. Mm. Okay, that's what it is. It's very Stanley sixties Marvel, like a regular boy. Yeah, uh, his tendons heal funny. This just in, true believers. There's a <laughs> baseball player who's he's twelve years old. He's in the major leagues. Like yeah. it's really cool. I love it. It's yeah. like getting bit by the radioactive spider. Yeah. Yeah. You get hit with gamma radiation. Your tendons heal weird. Mm-hmm. One of these things is not like the other, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. It, it's play. It's playful. And I, I think that that's one of the main reasons why I like it. It's it's more inviting to everyone mm-hmm. than Sandlot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I love it. Now the fourth reason is has nothing to do with the Sandlot. Oh, I'm so psyched. To talk but about the fourth this. reason is while we were watching this, yep. You you brought it up first. I did. You realized that this film was shot many. There were many places this film was shot in Oak Park, places where we walked and drove on a daily basis. Oak Park, Illinois, the first suburb you hit going west out of Chicago. It it may as well be a neighborhood. It's right there on the it's it's connected to the infrastructure of Chicago. You can jump on the green line, the blue line and get to where you're going. Mm hmm. It's a historic, beautiful place that we were lucky to live for many years. It was the best. Yeah, it was the best. It was amazing. Beautiful and little progressive alcove in the Chicago area. Yeah, it was a really, really great place to live, and I see why people kind of settled down there for a very long time. Yes. So watching this and just noticing corners that we've spent a lot of time in, and buildings that we've actually gone into, and it was it was super fun. It it just makes you feel a little bit more connected to restaurants where you can see Jeff Morrow hanging out. Food Network's <laughs> Jeff Morrow, the Sandwich King, <laughs> the Sandwich King, coffee joints, bookstores. This place has everything. 
Great movie theater. Great movie theater on Lake Street where we saw movie theater. We saw a lot of stuff there. We saw the Avengers there. Anyway, but you don't understand what that's like because you didn't live there. Because you (laughs) suck. You fucking suck. What? Whoa, whoa. Here's to Oak Park. I think those, yeah, here's to Oak Park. I think that's three pretty solid reasons why this movie is so much more fun for me. I think so as well. I think so as well. I agree with you. I think. I was going to go into this sitting in as devil's advocate for Sandlot, but I don't I don't care about the fucking Sandlot. No, exactly. The stupid dog that looks like a hand puppet that eats the ball. Like, who gives a fucking shit? <laughs> the Sandlot came into theaters uh, built for nostalgia. Rookie of the Year did not. But now, 30 years later, it is brimming with nostalgia yeah i mean at least for you and me especially having lived in some of the settings it was filmed in so for us personally it just crushes the sandlot and just takes a shit on it (laughs) i would not say such things if i were you that's poop for sure stand by me came out in 1986 so i think the sandlot was trying to take that feeling and sprinkle baseball in it if I want that feeling, yeah. I'm going to put on Stan mm-hmm. by me. It's and you just going to be what I'm superior. talking about. Especially because it's got my favorite musical artist, Corey Feldman, in it. <laughs> he's, the con- he's the comeback king. You know, you if you know, cut. you know. If you know, you know. Yikes. I'm the comeback, comeback king. That's what it I looks this, like. This is the thing. That wasn't a bad song, you know. I'm gonna tell this record company guys about you. And it's got Kiefer Sutherland. Hello, Michael. Michael. It's got Richard Dreyfus. John Cusack's in there. Yeah. Does he play one of the, um, the older brother's friends? He plays a chubby boy, I think. Oh, I can't. He was a chubby boy. <laughs> I can understand that. I was a chubby boy. So the thing about Salisbury <laughs> steak. It's ground beef. It's not a fucking steak. <laughs> I feel like. And it's named after the doofus that invented it. I feel like Brian Cox. It's not a fucking steak. <laughs> Kendall. <laughs> pizza. We'll have pizza. <laughs> uh, okay. It's well, fun. I think I have. Uh, one one final question for Jeff. What you got for me? Jeff, would it be cool or cruel to rewind Rookie of the Year? I think it's all too obvious now. And it's been a love fest lately. The love fest continues. It's gonna be cool. Honey, I'm so happy. I like to add some co- some cooler. I'd like to add some cooler at the end. Uh, it's I, it's such a good I, summer movie. It's so great. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, like, and it's a great. I hate to say it, but it's a great movie to you know have a couple pops to. It just it's just brimming with nostalgia. It's just uh-huh. it's got a creamy a creamy center of nostalgia, a hard candy shell of nostalgia. It's all nostalgia. <laughs> Yummy. It's great. I, I love it so much. I'm so, so glad I. that it's it's going to be in the rotation. And I do want to say we were going to watch The Sandlot start to finish to we have were. a very full picture, but uh, those assholes at 
the the Sandlot won't let you rent the movie, and I wasn't going to buy it, so we had to just watch a couple of YouTube clips. So yeah, we tried our best. We clicked around. We tried our best. And I even looked back at my DVDs because I know I used to have it. Well, I don't know. I thought I did. I kind of just assumed it, it it showed up in my collection because I had a lot of DVDs. So I thought maybe I had kept it, but I was looking through and the only DVD I kept was Rookie of the Year. So couldn't watch it. That's how much you love it. Yep. Fuck the Sandlot. <laughs> Which I'll inter- never watch it again. Interestingly enough, I saw the Sandlot on a plane. And they were serving Salisbury steak on that flight. One of the best Salisbury steaks I've ever had in my life. You want some? I can't get enough of that. <laughs> um, we can't forget to talk about Henry had chicken fingers on the flight, which is like the ultimate kid food. Ooh, they got chicken fingers. I'm going to run a train on these chicken fingers. I'm just going to be like... Nom, 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 nom. I wonder how chicken fingers on an airplane are. And it's one of the Soggy? ultimate foods for a childless couple as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Hippos in Fent, Michigan. Sponsor us. That'd be a great sponsor, by the way. <laughs> I'd wear a Hippo shirt with that Hippo on it. It's a great logo. You're telling me? Yeah. You're kidding me, I mean? You're telling me? <laughs> You're telling me about Hippos? Shut up! Well, if you want to interact with the show, you can send us an email at cruel2rewind. That's the number two. Cruel2rewind at gmail.com. You can leave us a message at 929 929- Four five six oh three oh four. Today. Today. And you can leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. It'll help. I mean, I know you're listening. I know you're out there listening, but you don't seem to want to leave a review. That's fine. You can do what you want. <laughs> we'll write it for you. Yeah. Just let us, just email us and we'll write it for you and then mm-hmm. you can post it. Um, but follow us everywhere at cruel to rewind and that is the number two. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, even though I hate, I've always hated Twitter. And now, just now that I'm trying to engage with it, it's a right wing playground again, <gasps> which is yeah. really neat. Um, Listen, life is cruel sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're at the top of your game. Your tendons heal tight and you're pitching out of your mind. And then one day you slip. You hit your elbow, and it's back to normal. It's like Mm. Superman and Kryptonite. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? But all you can do is click around and try your best. We'll see you next time. Bye. You know when it's right. (laughs) You know when you feel it, baby. You hold it. You hear it. You taste it. It's right. Diet Pepsi. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, what was that last line again? If it's irresistibly hypothetical, <laughs> Henry, Henry. <laughs> Little help. Little help now. That's good. <laughs> you got the right one, bye bye. <laughs> Thank you. Have fun. Bye, darling.